What's up, y'all? This is Hayden from Yee Apparel. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Yee Podcast and hearing all things that we had going on in 2021 as we break down the year interview. Want to give you a heads up real quick before you start listening to this episode. We did have some audio issues that we didn't realize until after the episode. I'm not pointing any fingers at whose fault that may be, but there's a good chance that it's Brian Kimball, who is our media director at Yee Yee. Um, if you want to send any complaints, you're going to need to find him on Twitter, Brian underscore Kimball. And then you can find him on Instagram at Brian Kimball. Make sure you go let him know that uh, you weren't happy with the audio episode the audio on this uh, particular episode. But anyways, I think this is a great conversation. I sat down with Granger, Tyler, and Parker, the Smith brothers, and we talked everything that we had going on in 2021 from Yee Day to Jerky being released to all the new products that we had going on. And it was really fun. I think this is going to be a really valuable conversation to listen to. And we actually teased some things that Yee has going on in 2022. And we also talk a little bit about some really big announcements that Granger's about to make in the next probably month that are super exciting for both him and our team. And we can't wait to get that going. So thank you guys so much for all your support. We started this podcast earlier this year and we are like 30 plus episodes in now. It's insane that we've, that we're still going and we just appreciate the support that we've gotten from you guys so much. So without further ado, here's the EE podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Yee Yee Podcast episode. Who knows at this point? This is our last episode of 2021. Man. And we started, we don't know when we started, actually. We, did we start this podcast in 2021? Charging. Right? Or yeah, we did, but then we took um, like a month break. I remember one of the first episodes we did was with you, the Valentine's Day. Remember that? Yeah. So we, we're coming we, up on a calendar year, but We not. decided every Wednesday would be consistent, yeah. no matter what the content yeah, you're the first one that told us that if you're going to do a podcast, you have to do it weekly. You can't just take breaks. Yeah. So, we've, uh, so we're going to talk about all the different things that have, that have gone on at EE this year. It's one of those things where after a while, like we were talking about something the other day that happened in January, and it feels like it was two years ago. And I guess that's kind of the startup world. Everything moves so quickly that you it feels like very, very long ago when, when different things happen. So... Speaking of time, we're currently in the void of uh, between Christmas and New Year's, where time doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. Don't know what day it People is. Celebration season, baby. Yeah, for us. I wonder what it's like to work <clears throat> like a regular nine to five job. Not that this isn't, but I just it's a, it's a fun job. I wonder what it's like to work a nine to five job and be in the break between. Christmas and New Year's. Do people go back for work for that full week? Yeah, it's a weird thought because when I was in the music business, like living in Nashville, the music business shuts down like December 15th and they open up like January 15th. Mm-hmm. It was always so frustrating. It was like, hey, we need to get something done in the studio or we need to get this music video booked or we need somebody to listen to this song. And it was like, oh, they'll be back in the office January 15th. And it's like, what? Like a lot of times I'm most productive yeah. during this time of year because of, it's not the touring yeah. uh, festival season. Especially releasing a single when we're like, cool, we got it, let's rock. And then the label's like, well, we can't because Thanksgiving's coming up. Yeah. And then everybody takes off the first week of December through January 15th and then Valentine's Day. 
they're just kind of getting back into it January 15th. <laughs> right. so give them Crazy. give them a couple weeks and then it's like so when's our ad date like April? April 1st. Before you know it, it's a break from Thanksgiving to Valentine's Day. Yeah. This is a three-month break. Yeah. Well, that kind of, we're, we're going to talk about a lot of different things with 2021 and then some things to look forward to in 2022, but that kind of leads into um, like touring this year. What a weird year. We were sitting here at this time last year. I remember all having conversations about what touring was going to look like in 2021. What would you say, Granger, because you're on the front lines of that? What would you say, how has it panned out based on expectation when we were sitting here a year ago? Have you played more shows than you thought? Have you played less? Were more canceled? How did that all look? Um, it was probably a lot better than I expected. There, We played probably more shows and saw better crowds and less restrictions than I would have thought a year ago sitting here. So, yeah, we met every expectation and beyond and it's looking like 2022 is going to be just absolutely normal, seems like. Yeah, I was looking at some of the dates that are rolling in for 2022. There's some really cool ones. Yeah. Some states that you haven't, one state in particular that you haven't played in a while. Which one's that? Uh, starts with uh and ends with Alaska. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know if it was announced or not yet, but that's a really cool date. Yeah, yeah we got Alaska. We got... Yeah, I don't want to get people in Australia excited because I know there's a ton of Australians. You've been working on that for a while, though, haven't you? Sure, yeah, there's a there's a new festival out there that I'm talking to our agent about. And then we got an arena tour that we're announcing in January that's mm -hmm. happening in May. And then a bunch of awesome festivals per huge. I think a lot of those big festivals and venues and stuff have kind of, they've done shows but kind of, played it slow in 2021. And then 2022, it feels like things are starting, of course, who knows? We don't know what tomorrow is going to look like with yeah. everything going on, but it feels like it's starting to slowly get back to normal, especially when we start talking spring and summer for, for rodeos and festivals, where is, which is where you make, you know, the brunt of your shows. Like that's, that's the most part of it is right there in that, in that, like, I guess it's summer to fall for those rodeos and festivals. Is that about it? Yeah. To put, I guess to put it in perspective of the normal listener, we'll go to play uh, a state fair and we could make money wise four or five times right. what we could make at your local uh, music venue or theater, especially theaters. Theaters, the, the, the really nice theaters that you guys go to and come see us with the nice seats and the, you know, the nice popcorn and the nice bathrooms, th those cost us to play there. People probably don't know this. Mm -hmm. They cost us almost, or sometimes more then they're actually paying us. That's what we're paying them to play it. So people are always like, come back to the so-and-so theater. Even the band says that. Man, we got to play here again. I'm like, man, you know how much it costs to play this? It's, it's unbelievable. And that's why we still end up playing some like dirty bars because, and that pack out with people. And the band's like, why do we keep coming back to this dirty bar that sells out? And I'm like, because they have no expenses. They just pay us everything that the door gives. And so it's, I mean, that's, that's deep in the touring business, but I wish it was more cut and dry right. according to, we love this market and we love this venue. It's just not that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that a lot of fans don't realize. So Parker, as far as 2021 was huge. Um, so Parker handles a lot, obviously oversees everything, but then handles a lot of the product stuff. And so something that was new to us this year is that we added a lot of custom products. And I think that 
you, we talked about this, but that looks like it's going to be the future as we grow. So for people that aren't really aware, maybe they're just listening to the podcast for the first time or they're new to EE, what were some of the products that we did this past year that were custom, that were different than the regular t-shirts and hats that everybody does? What were some of those products and which ones really crushed? Yeah, we did uh, swim trunks that did well, <clears throat> that were custom. We, we haven't done swim trunks that high quality before. And uh, some of the jackets that we did in the fall were completely custom. And we've done like custom t-shirts, one-offs here and there, but for those wondering what we're talking about, 90% of companies out there will just buy blank t-shirts made by other brands and they'll put their logo on it. That's why you see another company's tag in the neckline. There's nothing wrong with that. You can um, sell awesome quality products doing that. Um, and a lot of times people are constrained by uh, money-wise. They can't uh, afford to, number one, find the vendors that are going to make completely custom products uh, because it's really hard to find them just like anything in you know business or life really to find the people who can make the really quality products takes uh, resources and knowing people and then number two it takes money because they're going to be less lenient with uh, the terms that they offer you which mm -hmm. basically how soon you have to pay them for the product and then the turnaround times are crazy so uh, all that to say we were able to like we're, <clears throat> thankfully we're to a point right now where we can uh take a little bit more risk and uh, test out some of these different vendors with longer turnaround times. We've been able to grow the team enough to where there's people who can handle um, some of the more day-to-day -day stuff so that I can focus on the amount of time and energy that it takes to pick out the fabric and the exact Pantone colors and the material of the drawstring and the length of it and the width of it. And so uh, it takes a lot of time and so Leading, this was a good first year to do it, and then leading into next year, we found another vendor that has an entire team that's going to be able to work with us to like work out those specs, so that I'm not sitting there like exactly measuring like the centimeter distance of like a drawstring eyelet or tip or, or stuff like that. So um, next year, you should be seeing more completely custom stuff like uh, the um, short sleeve button up that you have on right now. It's our first ever fishing tea with uh, performance material that'll be summer summer and fall of uh, 2022 this year and then uh, next fall will be like we Tyler and I just had a, a meeting with um, our new vendor and next fall and winter will be um, a massive drop of stuff that we've never done before really cool stuff of like puffer jackets and vests and uh, some youth jackets that are completely custom and um yeah, we'll we'll tease it as it gets closer. Yeah. Could I ask you guys like kind of a hard hitting question that um that's kind of offensive to Yee Yee Apparel? Please. I got this email to the Granger Smith podcast and I stored it and I was like, oh I might as well read it right now as I'm listening to you talk. It's kind of related to what you're saying. But um once again this is offensive to Yee Yee Apparel, but I'll read it because maybe we could have a good answer. The subject line is Yee Yee and Made in America. Hey Granger and Parker. I'm a big fan of everything you guys are doing and your message. I just had a quick question regarding Yee Yee clothing. Recently, I ordered several things for myself, and my wife was very pleased with the order and the quality of the product. But I was a bit disappointed to see that some of the products were ordered that, that I ordered were, quote, made in China, close quote. Given the brand's commitment to a uniquely American way of life and the Chinese Communist Party's international ambition to impose an incompatible system of totalitarianism, 
How do you say that? Totalitarianism. Totalitarianism. Yeah. Uh, government control over whatever it can include, including non-states of America and our way of life. Have you considered sourcing the manufacturing gi apparel that is made in China to a different country? Ideally, of course, it would be the United States, but perhaps a minimum, at a minimum, a country that is an ally of the United States and treats its citizens with dignity, not as subjects. To be clear, this is not a criticism of the Chinese party, of Chinese people, who are very hardworking, but simply an indictment of their author- authoritarian government. What's his name? Drew. Drew. And if you're watching, yes, we definitely have thought about that for many years. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. It's it summed up. Yes, we can do that. But instead of you paying 30 bucks for a t-shirt, you're going to be paying 75 bucks for a t-shirt. Right. And that's, that's honestly the end of the story. So, Drew, if you're willing to do that for one t-shirt to pay 75 bucks or some of these custom products that we get that you're paying, you know, concealed jacket was like 129 or something, park, something like that, you'll be paying 229 for it. So, yeah, we could do that. But the prices are going to skyrocket. Yeah, I think that sums it up. Uh, well, we, we all wish it wasn't like that. It's just right. supply and demand. It's just the cost of labor. It's just bottom line what it is. The cost of labor is cheaper in these other countries, and so the cost of the products is going to be less. I'd love, I mean, fortunately, we do all our distribution in-house, so we're able to give jobs to you know over 50 people in the area yeah. that are American. We give back to American organizations. American designers make it. American designers. It's printed. It's, it's made. printed here. It's yeah, the blank, the blanks show up in right down the road from us, and then workers in America print the, in Texas. It's just the actual cotton we're talking about. Everything else is American. The printing, the designing, the shipping, the packaging, the advertising, everything is American dollars except for the cotton itself. So all that being said, though, um, yes, we want to do that. But um, there's an opportunity, I think, for American companies to like it's just everything's been outsourced for so long to com- uh, to countries like China. So with all the craziness that's happening, though, I foresee um, opportunity for a company in the U.S. to to start doing this. Um, hopefully at reasonable cost, because there might come a day when China says, no, we're not sending anything to the U.S. anymore. As you guys are probably aware, there's been delays with all those cargo ships in the ocean and all, everything that's going on. We're getting delays, getting stuff already. So, You know what America does do well and affordable is beef. That's why our jerky is made in the USA. Yeah, and some other ventures that we'll yeah. get into in a minute, but some other ventures that we're looking at for 2022 and, and the future is right here in Texas. So that's another thing. One thing I want to talk about a little bit is, um, so whenever I was brought onto the team, charity work was always something really important. And it's been cool. I just hit three years and it's been cool for me to see the growth just from the first year we did it, where we were like this launch, let's, let's donate, you know, or it wasn't even a launch actually back then. It was just like, Oh, let's just write a random check to this, to this organization. So Parker, talk a little bit about what we did this year some different, you don't have to go down the list of um, exact exact organizations, um, but talk a little bit about the types of things that we like to support, specifically in our hometown of, of Georgetown, right here in our backyard. Yeah, we look for organizations, typically nonprofits, that are giving back. We obviously have a soft spot for children. Um, we've uh, donated to children organizations, organizations that are supporting those with uh, special needs, organizations that are um, uh, rehabilitation centers for those with drug and alcohol addictions, 
and that sort of thing. So veterans, storm veterans. Yeah, yeah, and then those are two others that we've uh, supported this year as well. So um, I think that it's super important. It's always um, important to me. It's something that I really want to improve next year, um, and just continually remind myself that you know this. You know, organization is something to take very seriously and be responsible stewards of and to not be selfish with it. So continually try to give back to uh, organizations that are doing some good. We raised over $65,000 uh, in 2021 and uh, looking to do much more in the future. Yeah, and back again, back to Drew and, and the China question um, and kind of what Hayden said. Us, us when, when we sell this, this, this uh, what am I saying? When we sell our apparel and we sell our items, uh, we give back and we're able to help American-made companies. And that's a great point. That's so, a great point. Yeah, you know, you always got to to give to get, is my belief, and we do well with that. Yeah. So, like, when you're able to make, you know, X amount of money more, a huge, huge amount of money more that we can profit from being able to outsource from countries where we can get it less expensive, then we're able to grow and build the brand and infrastructure and then bring in people in marketing and media where we can then spread, you know, our positive message of faith, family, and the outdoors. And a lot of times people just look at, you know, why is it made in these other countries? Why are you supporting communism when it's like, it's, it's a more complex issue than that. Yeah. Well said. Let's talk a little bit about, go all the way back to April, EE day. Um, that was a, that's always a big event. This is a, that was our second year. This coming twenty twenty three will be or twenty twenty two will be third year, correct? Yeah. So the first year we did uh, twenty twenty nineteen. It was just a product launch, and then twenty twenty is the the mm. first time we actually invited out influencers and made it a big day. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be so going be on the third. Year. So yeah. what do we have planned? What do we have planned for this year? You've been talking a little bit about that, Tyler. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't want to get hopes up or anything because it's still, it's right around the corner, but we're still in, in the beginning stages of talking about doing the product launch um, on a Yee day on the, the end of April, like the last Friday in April, and then the next day potentially doing um, on Saturday a Yee Fest so we can actually invite people to be a part of that weekend. Yeah, so what would Yee Fest look like? It'll be Granger playing a concert. Uh, Earl Dibble's playing a concert, inviting some of our influencer friends out and potentially getting them up on stage to do like maybe comedian Ginger Billin, Billy, Billin. Billion, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's doing well. <laughs> uh, Ginger Billy to do like a set, keep it PG if we can get him to do that. <laughs> and then maybe some meet and greets and stuff for some of our other friends like Demo Matt and Robert Oberst and Blunkers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you have any ideas for, for Yee Fest, we don't want this to be like another... Notice that Tyler didn't say, Granger playing, this artist playing, whatever. It's not it's not a music festival. It's going to be literally Yee Fest, so this can be whatever we make it. So if you have any suggestions, comment below, and uh, we always like reading that stuff. And also what I meant to say is we've got a lot of suggestions on nonprofits to work with um, from the comments. So if there's a nonprofit that you're familiar with um, that you think would be a good fit for for Yee for doing something, go ahead and comment that below. We always love seeing that. Uh, NASCAR. This is our first first year to ever do anything like that. Um, Granger, what was that? So we went to the race in Bristol uh, in September, and then I guess it was like May. Whenever we had the race in Austin, 
did that just blow your mind or it's so funny talking about this like last year i remember telling him about this time man we should do a nascar and then just everything fell into place exactly how it was supposed to and if it didn't fall into place perfectly we probably wouldn't have been able to do it so did that whole experience just blow your mind and was it cool to see it from the brand side of things man it's one of the coolest things that i've been a part of with this brand and with my music um it would be it would be like in a highlight reel of my career between music and ee would be like top five the two the two races that we did this year um seeing that car seeing seeing our i mean i look at ee really as our family it's like a family member Mm -hmm. that brand that logo you know we the day we got that logo i remember when we got it i remember who designed it i remember um how we adopted it and then to see it on that car 10 years later it was like it was maybe the equivalent to if Lincoln was playing football and he was catching a touchdown pass in the state championship game right. and running down the sideline. And I'm standing on the side, I'm standing in the stands cheering him on. It's, I haven't felt that yet. Yeah, I saw you do that in Texas Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, that's the, the only thing I could equate it to is it was like a family member and we were cheering Brandon on. And, and to, to know that Brandon was also a fan before we even talked to him, and to know that it mattered to him to win or to, to have a good showing with that car because he knew he represented all of our fans in Yee Nation. And that was just, man, it was just so special. Just a bucket list thing. Yeah, I think it's important for listeners to realize, too, that a lot of times these drivers, they've got a whole team that's doing sponsorships and stuff, and they are told, hey, there's a lawnmower company or there is a sprinkler company or a vacuum mm-hmm. company that's who's and you don't say no or you know that's that's where the money's coming from yeah. but we we haven't talked about this in the podcast but a few months ago after everything had ended i actually found brandon jones is the driver that we sponsored and i actually found a tweet from him i think i told you this from 2015 or 16 where he was at the track that day um and he had his yee shirt on and he was he was like he tweeted and said Everyone go get Granger Smith, at Granger Smith's new album. That was six years ago, five years ago, before any of this ever, none of us probably even knew who Brandon was, but he was a big fan at the time. And then just you go six years later down the line, it's so cool. And I think that's why it all worked out so well, is it was such an organic fit because he is, he has the same values and he just is, he's a fan. He's a fan of you. He's a fan of Yee And we just kicked it off from the first time we ever met. So it was perfect. I got to say, I, I wouldn't normally say this, you know, because I don't want to sound like, like we're bragging or anything. But when we were walking through Pit Row, a lot of drivers were looking at us like, dang it. I oh, wish yeah. I had Yee Yee. wish I had Granger Smith and Yee Yee team on my car. You know, I got Hoover vacuums. Yeah. Like, that's great. Hoover paid a lot more money than you did. Should we bleep that out? <laughs> but, <laughs> but whatever. But but I could just see the look on their face as they were coming up and taking pictures with us. Right. And I could just see that they were just like, Brandon, how'd you, how'd you pull this off? <laughs> Side note, Granger and I were in the pit box in mm-hmm. Bristol, and it's, you know, three quarters of the way through the race. Brandon's been hovering around top five all day. And I look over at one of the other pit boxes, and I kid you not, they have their uniforms and everything on. It was another team. I'm not going to say who, what driver it was, but one of this driver's pit crew members had a Yee Yee shirt on. They had their whole outfit on, and then he had a Yee Yee shirt on over it. And I pointed out to Granger. 
like, man, that's how you know we're doing something right. The other driver's pit guys are all jealous yeah. of this team. So it was funny just seeing that. So fun. So talk a little bit about we are fresh off your announcement of uh, After Midnight. Yeah. Yeah, I keep forgetting the name of it. Um, so t- soon. Yeah, I know. I know. It's going to be everywhere soon. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that and and – that's something that you've never done before. I guess Yee Radio, but it's a completely different ball game now. Yeah, man, it's crazy. This this just totally fell into my lap. Um, according to the company that hired us, they've been looking at us for five years to do this. Oh. They, they, they're adamant to Tyler and I that they have email proof that they've been talking about this for five years. It's a complete format change to what the current show is. So it, it's a show that really matters in country music. To put it in perspective, we're talking about a million listeners per night, seven nights a week, 365 days a year, from, from midnight to 6 a.m., and over 200 radio stations that carry it. It's, it's a big revenue for um, Premier, iHeart. So, so basically, everybody listening to this podcast you are going to live in a city close enough to probably pick up the station. Right. Yeah, it's nationwide. So for them to ask me to host it is is a huge, massive honor. To put it in perspective, the, the host that I'm replacing literally won a CMA Award Broadcaster of the Year this year in 2021. So it's a high-profile job. Well, um, it's like Ryan Seacrest, Bobby Bones, who's uh, the guy that does Family Feud, Steve uh, Harvey. Steve Harvey. Like they're all employed by the Bell dude, yeah. uh, Mario, Mario Lopez, Mario Lopez. Yeah. Granger Smith is one of them now. So it's it's a big deal. Yeah, it's it's going to be. I'm not really sure what the workload is going to be. I'm not going to be doing it live, so I'm not going to be going. That's been a popular question. Yeah. Like, when will you sleep? <laughs> yeah. So I will be probably. I'm thinking my daily routine on tour will be when the drivers, Butch and Bull, go to the hotel. I'll go with them and have my own room. And set up and do you know three hours of recording in the hotel room. They just texted me actually. Rob texted me. He was like, "Hey, what's Granger's holiday schedule?" So we can kind of work around it. Well, that's the thing, and and you could tell him. You know, honestly, he'll he'll be doing after midnight because I'll be wherever I am. We're gonna go skiing, for instance. I'm just gonna take the rig. They're sending me a case with uh, with like a computer and uh, recording gear, and so I'll wherever I am, I'll take that with me and just record after midnight. It's going to be part of my life for probably years. The contract is three years. This is going to be part of what I do for years. Is See you guys, I'm going, I'm going to record my After Midnight stuff. <laughs> what percentage do you think in one year from now, well, there's some other things that you may be getting into that will probably be announced coming up soon, but in a year from now, what do you think percentage, if there's a big pie and you're saying, okay, well, 30% is the Smiths and 50% is touring or whatever, what, yeah. where do you think... The radio show is going to fall on that. Gosh, because there's there's podcast, there's Smiths, there's um, touring, there's making music, including songwriting, and then there's After Midnight. So of those five things, I mean, it's probably going to be split. Well, the, the Granger Smith podcast will probably be the smallest piece of the pie because that's once a week. Smiths are twice a week. So the touring, making music, and After Midnight will probably be equal pieces of pie. Do you ever think you'll get bored with anything? And, I'm, and, I, and let me let me specify, there's so many country artists that just want to stick to music. And what I've always really 
looked up to with you is that you're never you're never satisfying. That's because that's any, all they can do. No right. disrespect, but sure. that's why Granger is multi-talented, can do anything. That's just what has always set it set him apart from everybody else. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to answer that, but um, when I was younger, it all it all ties together because when I was younger in the music business and I couldn't afford studio time, I learned recording. And learning recording is kind of the, the common denominator be, behind all of the things that we mentioned, including the Smiths, including the podcast, including making music, um, and really including touring because I make the tracks for that too. So learning recording is, if anyone is an aspiring artist, that is one of the first things I'll tell you is learn Pro Tools or any kind of recording software, learn how to use a camera, learn how to operate a microphone, and that will open all kinds of opportunities. Cool, good words of advice. We're gonna go to break, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back, thank you all for listening. Parker, let's talk a little bit about Yee Jerky because that was just launched earlier this month, I guess at the end of November um, on Black Friday, but so we, for, for listeners at home, we, we released Original, we released Teriyaki. By the time you're listening to this, they may be sold out. Um, they've been going, the sales have been going great. Uh, so thank you guys so much for supporting that. Talk a little bit about how Ye Jerky is going to expand in 2022, what we're looking at right now. It's really cool listening to some of the flavors that we've been passing back and forth. So what, uh, what can people expect next year? Yeah, we're looking at... Definitely reordering original and teriyaki and then hopefully being able to keep that in stock for like a prolonged period of time so that it will be available to those who want to order that regularly um, because I just think it's important to have a few staples that are available year round. And then the awesome thing about this is now we're going to be able to bring in new flavors like really limited edition runs with like custom packaging. So we're looking at doing a, we're throwing around different ideas for the uh, name of the next one, but we're looking at hot and spicy Classic, so classic. And uh, I don't know, I don't even want to set the timeline. Uh, maybe February um, for that. I'd say sometime in the first quarter. Um, well, release will be either March or April, right? For the spring launch or a Yee Yee Day? Yeah. Talk about it. I don't know. You're listening to a meeting live. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cool. We talked about a few different things. We were talking about doing, I think it'd be cool to do like turkey jerky in November yeah. eventually. You know, we, we got to get everything settled and, and be firing all, on all cylinders first. But like a venison, as soon as deer season comes around, some different we, – we threw around some really good ideas the other day that we're excited about. I think we've said this before, but for those of y'all listening, your decisions matter big time. Your comments matter big time. So comment on this podcast. Comment on the Yee Nation fan club on Facebook or wherever you are. You, the more people that want a certain – kind of flavor that's going to depend on if we make it or not of course like we're not going to just going to go let's try elk and it's just like super exclusive and only a few people get it we're not going to keep doing it we're going to do the ones that that matter that actually sell so that it so that it makes sense for the manufacturer for the, the people that are making it and sending it to us that's just how things operate we also have a group of uh, exclusive members that Hayden you segment on via email and you'll send out different questionnaires and surveys to people which helps us internally with like new products and like you just sent one out for coffee the other day seeing what amount of people drink cold brew and what amount of people drink 
hot coffee if we were to get into that space. And so we'll probably do the same with um, jerky flavors. Yeah, and that's what the, also the Facebook group I looked the other day, I think we've been at it for two years and it's at 370,000 people, which is insane. I know not everyone in there knows exactly what Yee Apparel is. They may not know what Granger or Earl is, but it's been a great tool for us to connect with customers and then also learn different things about them. We did that with jerky early on. I didn't even send out an email. I just said, what types of jerky do you like? And we had an awesome response. And so we get to learn a lot from, from that as well. So that's big. that's been a big win this year is using that Facebook group to, to learn more and do some market research on customers. So let's talk about the Smiths. The Smiths has seen massive growth this year. Do you know how many subscribers you were at? I know that that's not everything, but it is cool mm. to see those subscribers jump up. How, how have, I mean, where were we at a year ago? I don't know the numbers. We could look as soon as the podcast is over and look at the actual numbers of subscribers, but I can tell you the impact it's made mm -hmm. on touring in 2021 compared to 20 compared to 19. It's been crazy. And one, and one of the ways we judge it is through our uh, meet and greets. Mm -hmm. And people, because I put a lot of meet and greets on the Smiths and show people. And so seeing people walk up into the meet and greet and they have their whole family with them and they're Smith fans and they look at Chris and they go, the best time, that which is a crazy thing. The best time. It needs to be a shirt. Is the craziest. It needs thing. to be a yes. shirt. People yeah. would wear that to the yes. meet and greets all the time. That was like a little social experiment that I did, where Chris said that one time on the Smiths. He said, um, "I said, hey Chris, it's meet and greet time," and he goes, "It's the best time." As you know, just classic yeah. Chris joke. And so the next day, I said, before I turned on the camera, I said, "Hey, say that again." And let's do it a couple more times. So we did it like four times. And sure enough, by the next week, people were coming and catching on. And then last week in Tampa, the, almost the entire meet and greet was like 80 people. Almost everyone came up and said, the best time. And they said, we're big fans of the Smiths. And then at the end of the meet and greet, they said, hey, do you mind if we take a picture with Chris? And I was like, sure. So awesome. I take their phone and he gets in on the step and repeat with them. And I looked at every day and we walk away from the meet and greet with Chris and I'm like, can you believe YouTube is doing this? Can you believe anyone wants a picture with you? <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of, in a weird way. I mean, I understand it from my perspective, but from theirs, it's crazy. I think that's what the great thing about podcasts and the great thing about, uh, especially a vlog, is people feel this connection with you. It's why over the last few years... Um, consumers just not with us just across the board have been moving more towards podcasts and vlogs and things like that because you you watch that two times a week like the smiths and you feel a part of that you know you feel like you are a part of that family like you know them you feel pers a personal connection and so whenever they actually get to come and see you it's just game changer and we've talked about it from the fan perspective but you've got them you've got a fan for life as soon as they come to that meet and greet and you get to have a conversation and then it's even bonus if they make it onto the Smiths yeah. and they get to see themselves the next week, which I feel like is a lot of the Smiths now is those those scenes. And it's cool even hearing the stories, the short little stories on the Smiths whenever I watch. So, yeah, the Smiths has really grown this year. It so still awesome. shocks me when people say, I've seen every episode. Or we watch, me and the family, we put it on the TV and we watch every Tuesday and Thursday night. It still shocks me in the same way that it used to shock me when I would play shows as a younger artist and people would come i remember thinking like i remember hurricane harry's about 2007 the way we bleed maroon out and that there was like 800 people there 
Remember that taller the first time? There was like 800 people. I mean, that's about eight times the best show that I would ever do that year. And three or four songs in, I remember thinking to myself, man, they're going to start leaving any second. Like, they're going to realize I'm a fraud. And and they, they were mistaken. And they're going to start leaving going somewhere else. And I think the same thing now about the Smiths. I'll probably think it after after midnight. Like, man, once people listen to the show, they're going to realize, that's just Granger. He's a fraud. You know? But uh, I think that with the Smiths, and they just keep watching. I've heard self-help books or podcasts, people say that the best the best uh, innovators always kind of have that thought that... I'm it's just here. humility. Yeah, yeah, it it's, is. You're right. It's a good trait to have. Yeah, you're right. Well, that's cool. The Smiths is probably going to be... I mean, it's... Who knows? It could be a TV show one day. I always yeah. forget to <laughs> film for it here. I was going to text you to remind you this week because Amber and I were like scrambling to get content. I was going to say, hey, man, I need some more stuff from yeah, the farm. No, I haven't done it in months. Does it ever feel like... Do you do you still... How, how many years have you been doing it now? We started in uh, um, February 2019. Okay. So we're going up on three years. Okay. Does it ever feel like one of those things where you're committed to it now and you think, oh, i got to get content? Or is it something that day in, day out, you still truly, genuinely find so much joy in it? I do think sometimes, dang it, like it's 9 o'clock at night, and I'm like, Amber, we got to get something in the night because Paul has to start editing tomorrow morning. But it's never a, um, a burden. I do think that, but I think that with everything in my life at some level, like, oh, man, i gotta, we got to get on the airplane and go to Tulsa. But... But with the Smiths, I genuinely do love it. I love um, making films. Actually, what's funny is uh, the guy edits this podcast, Brian, is sitting off camera right now. He started editing the Smiths, mm-hmm. a little little side note. He was the first editor of the Smiths. And um, we were doing it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Remember that, Brian? Oh, I remember. Three <laughs> times a week. Now we do it. We had to change it. And then you Thursday. had like Earl's truck on Saturdays, oh, otherwise with Amber man. on Sundays. I think it was five yeah. videos a week. Yeah. And we were doing E T V too. Yeah. There was a time I think you had six out of the seven days covered, maybe. I yeah. think it was six out the only day was Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And then E Life was on like uh, Wednesdays or Fridays and yeah. Earl there was an Earl video Wednesday or Friday, whatever the opposite was. I think it's been great to consolidate that a little bit a little bit more because it's kind of like a treat whenever there's a there's a more yee life type moment in the Smiths that used to would have its own thing. Yeah. Now it's like a little bit of a surprise. The the content of the Smiths doesn't get stale. You're able to change it. I think that it's it's better to do that. And you have all the subscribers in one place where they can yeah. see those videos. They they've come to expect two days a week. They know exactly what time it's coming out. So yeah, that's been cool. On that same note. Your podcast has just taken off over the last, really over the last <laughs> few months. TikTok has been insane. Yeah. By the way, speaking of fraudulent, every time we we have this conversation, we post a TikTok, or you'll post a Granger TikTok, uh, the podcast, and you're like, oh, I don't know if this is one that's going to do great. And then before you know it, it's at half a million. And then sometimes we yeah. have videos that we think are going to crush and then it's like 50,000, which I, I know saw, these numbers don't make sense to listeners, but we we go off of these. I saw the, the back end of the podcast, uh, the year-end review, we peaked at number 19 in the entire world for every single podcast for in the entire world. Yeah, the one, so the TikTok I put up yesterday has 1.7 million views on TikTok, the clip from the podcast. Which is great. That's the first one to hit a million. Then 
another one hit a million right after that. But to, it's, I think I told you guys, but it's one thing to put up an Earl Dibbles yeah, like Island Boy yeah. video and you know you're going to get a million, but it's hard to get it just sitting in a chair talking to the microphone. With depthful conversations. So that that's a big win for Yee Yee overall and for that podcast. But man, I, that has blown me away. And that Parker and I came up with that plan. When did we decide that that's what we're going to do? It was like, was it early 2020 when we decided to go to Mondays and answer questions? That's yeah. what I was about to ask. Because early on, you had a lot of guests. We were trying to feel that mm-hmm. whole thing out, how that was going to look. And then now you do you do have guests, but it's it's not it's not an interview type thing. It's yeah. just the straight up. We questions. just answer questions, Doctor Granger. And it's it started, you know, when I first opened it up to questions, it naturally was like, "How do you play guitar? Um, what's your favorite song that you've ever written? What's your favorite after show snack?" Like it was that, and it was fun. But then one time, one person said, "Me and my wife are having problems. I think she's seeing my best friend." I don't know what to do. It was like out of the blue. And I was like, oh man, okay, well, okay. Cause I don't have notes, I don't prepare. Well, so that's just, probably why it goes viral too, because the last one you put out that has 1.7, it was like what you shouldn't do with your girl or if to get your girl back or something catchy, whatever the title was, that's gonna resonate with a ton of people to get to open it up. So it was like, as soon as that, that can of worms got opened and people knew this is about deep life advice, then it was like, I lost my grandpa in April and I'm still not over it. Or um, my daughter is having trouble with her stepfather and I don't like him. And like, it just got deep. And then all the emails came flooding in <laughs> and it was like the redneck version of Dr. Phil all of a sudden. And that's when the podcast took off. And it's funny. It's just like songs. People will say every once in a while, I miss the old podcast like talking about your story and your life and the stage and interviewing Mike Ritland, Mike Ritland or whatever. There's and only it, so long that could go for And it, it's just like, like you already said though. your whole career. It's like songs. It's like, well, no one listens. You're the only one that likes that song. Yeah. And everyone likes the new song. And so I like the new song, <laughs> you know? And, and I genuinely love this podcast because I don't have to prepare for it. And you could relate, Hayden, because you have to prepare for this one at some level. Mm-hmm. So when I'm like, I got to record a podcast, all I have to do is turn on the camera and open up my emails. That's it. And just start talking. You also make it sound a lot more simple because you have a way with words, unlike anyone I've ever seen. Do you feel this really, really personal connection that you don't get all these other things that you have going on are great, whether it's the Smiths, whether it's meet and greet, whatever. But do you feel this personal connection whenever you read these questions and you have these answers do you feel this connection that you don't really get anywhere else with these people that are asking these things? For sure, because sometimes it's starting more and more to happen. I'll meet that person in a meet and greet, and they'll go, I'm Rob, the guy that asked you the question about the cheating wife, and you answered it, and I'm like, bro, give me a hug, man. Yeah. Like, there he is. Like, there you are, and I put a face to it. So, yeah, man, not, but now me and Rob have a connection. Because the way that I worded in the podcast is, is always like, man, we're sitting around a campfire. It's getting late at night. And you come up and you sit down on a log next to me. You're like, dude, can I ask you something? Something's been rattling around in my brain for a little bit. I talked to you about something kind of personal. And I'm like, sure. I don't have the right answer, but we'll walk through it together like friends. And when you have that kind of connection, 
you have a lifetime bond with that person. Yeah. The podcast has been great. And it's been, it's been helpful to have another, we, we brought someone onto the media team and it's helping on the back end of that. So, so that's helped a lot as well. It's also wild because that's a, there's a direct connection with this new job after midnight and the podcast. Absolutely. They're like, we listen to your podcast all the time. So that got me the, the new job. So what else is it going to lead to? Who knows? ETV got us the record deal podcast. Yeah. Your iHeart. Yeah. So that's actually my next question. That'll, that'll kind of round out the, the year interview, but we've been talking about some things that you've got going on uh, that are going to massively affect not only your brand, but EE and everything that we've got going on here. Um, when we've got, some, we've got, you've got two main things that you're going after right now, but that could change. And maybe we're sitting here in July and there's something else coming. Is there anything that you can tease? Is there any type of hint that you can give the listeners at home for something to expect in the next few weeks? Probably. Yeah. There's besides the, uh, the new radio gig, there's two big things rounding out three total that I'm looking forward to in 2022. And, um, I can probably start teasing very soon, but one of the three things is something I think will last the rest of my life. It's an asset that I'll have the rest of my life as a platform, and I think it's going to be um, a really big deal. Tyler, is Tyler still on the fence about how big it really is going to be? But uh, we have a really good team that's helping build this, and uh, it sounds like that rap song. Got a really big team. Got really big ring. <laughs> What's that song? Are you <laughs> quoting French Montana? <laughs> no, that's Drake. <laughs> but uh, we have a really good team <laughs> that's that's helping us on this project, and um, it's it's like nothing I've ever done before. Actually, the other thing is like nothing I've they're ever done. They're both. Uh, yeah, they're both. Uh, so, man, um, really, really excited. Just guess different forms of media that are not music, and you'll probably hit one of them. Or is yeah. it? Or is it music? It is kind of, and it's not kind of. So, uh, if you just heard that, comment below because I want to see what the guesses are. Because whenever we did Project X, the guesses were very funny, but we did have a lot of people guess jerky before we ever announced it. So I'm interested to see if Parker's hint will uh, will help you out. Anything else? What a heck of a year! Yeah, this was a year that we just didn't expect much from. Yeah, that's a great point. Tyler's like, speak for yourself. <laughs> True. That's why we love Tyler. That's why he's he's our king. How did this happen? <laughs> yeah. Well, we were talking about the other day about how we have these plans for revenue, orders, growth for just yee Um And a lot of all, all companies do that, or all companies know what they're that know what they're doing, but. The sad reality is that 2020 was a mega year for e-commerce. And so a lot of these people, I've talked to them, that people that, that run brands had all these dreams for 2021. And they all, a lot of them took a step back because 2020 was just a booming year and everything kind of went back to normal in terms of customer shopping uh, in 2021. We, however, didn't. And a lot of that is because of different ventures that we did, whether it was jerky or whether it was... Um, new NASCAR line of, of gear or custom wear or whatever, but it's super cool and a testament to, to all of our customers that got us where we're at now. It's crazy. And who knows what 2020 is going to look like. So it's important to say to, to anyone that's like sorry. an entrepreneur 
or trying to build a brand or trying to build a career, what we've done with Yee Yee is literally like playing the game of Jenga, like with the little, little tiny blocks. And we stack them up, and it, it's an important testament to whatever you do and however you do it. Just make sure that it's the best in that in your game. Like if you if you work at a job and you're like a tech guy for a computer company, but if you also could could help your boss make coffee for him in the morning and you make like the best coffee for him, that's a little Jenga block for you, and that builds something. And it might be a, a little extra time for you if you could take your boss's clothes to the dry cleaner. And you go to the best one in town, so it's like perfect. That's a little Jenga block for you that you don't know what's going to end up stacking upon that. And then you go 10 years down the road and you go, man, take take making coffee for my boss out of my Jenga and the whole thing falls down. And that's what we've done here. We've done, we've done that with like the podcast. My podcast at one point was like, everyone said, is this worth your time? Like, like you got a lot of things going on. No one's really listening. Is it that even that big a deal? Now look at it. You take out that tiny block that wasn't that big a deal, and so many blocks on top of it are going to fall. And we've built it. Yee Energy. Yee Energy. It's like, you could say, was that a waste? It's never a waste when you're building a brand. Because we, you don't know if we take out the Jenga block of Yee Energy, what else? Like, jerky probably doesn't happen. Right. Um, a lot of things after that probably don't happen. So it's, an, it's just an important uh, thing to, to say that we're not more talented or more innovative than everyone else in the world. We've just stacked a lot of blocks and stacked them right the best that we know how. And we work harder than a lot of people. And that goes into stacking the blocks right. Exactly. exactly. That's Top. why I'm always getting you coffee and doing your laundry. <laughs> But you know one thing that 2021 is, 2022 is going to bring, and that is a mullet and beard from Granger. Yep. Probably the most exciting thing. Wait, why would he have a mullet it's and beard? It's not a mullet. It's all part of uh, one of these, these three things that we've been, the secret things yeah, that, that we've been talking about. Wait, the mullet and beard is part of that's the three things? That's not a things? mullet. It's just <laughs> growing I will not shave for Smith mullet a long time. And um, On tour with Morgan Wallen? And then there mullet? will be a mullet that ends up happening. Yeah. So the, wait, you just... You just disavowed the mullet and then said it was happening in the same breath. No, it is happening. Oh, okay. You're doing a mullet? Yeah. Really? The mullet will be the result of what happens. I mean, but not a crazy mullet like an Uncle Johnny. Well, no, because I'm not (laughs) going to do it for years. Like, if I did it for 15 months, it would be awesome mullet. But this is only like a four-month mullet. (laughs) We should see how your TikTok views go up or down once you have a mullet because it's real cool getting life advice from Granger on TikTok. It's not as cool getting it from a guy with a mullet. <laughs> That's a good point. Unless you're, what's his name? Theo Vaughn. Theo. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's got the best mullet game. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for everything. Thank you for an awesome 2021. And it's time to do that favorite joke. See you next year. Ah, oh, that's good. Eat your veggies.